coming to the last uh, few minutes segment, the last few minutes of today's show, and it has been an exciting one, although I didn't get a chance to do my famous showbiz reminiscences. I too late now. Well, can you take a... I have, I have to develop that. It, I mean, I can't just, you know, knock it off like that. It takes... Uh, let me think about it while this is on. Maybe I'll, I'll have a reminiscence. All right. Here's with a great show business reminiscence. Thanks a lot, Ray. Yes. I was uh, making one of my infrequent trips to Hollywood, California. I was walking down Sunset Boulevard, as I remember. It was kind of late in the afternoon. The, the leaves were blowing across the street. Traffic was particularly light for that time of day and for that time of year. It was late October. Yes, over there on our other table. It was particularly light for that time of Okay, in that time of the year, late uh, October. The table Henry I was crossing. Was? No, it's the other table. Henry Gladstone was at that one. Oh. Where was I? I was crossing. No, I wasn't. Uh, no, I was staying on the same side of the street. Would you hold that you, please? You know, if you step into the street out there, they stop for you. No, would you oh, stop this is right now? This is showbiz. Right. Right. Stepped off the curb into the uh, crosswalk there. <clears throat> As I looked up, I heard the screech of brakes. I saw a car, out of the corner of my eye, I saw a car coming. It stopped. Mm-hmm. And who do you think was seated behind the wheel of that car? It was Pat convertible. Marty Hall. I said, Marty. hey, Marty. Marty Hall. And uh, he didn't hear me, and uh, he drove right on through. Well, did you have a funny, hokey-looking suit on or anything? Cause, uh, no, it's the same thing he... one I'm wearing. No. Well, it's funny he didn't notice it. <laughs> Because no. he puts you right on his program if you have a hokey-looking suit. Well, right he decided I wasn't going to cross, and uh, he didn't recognize me anyway, I guess. Well, I, I don't know. But I've always had a warm spot for him. For uh, Pat Buttram? Marty Hall. Pat Buttram, I yelled at, too. He didn't see me. Mm-hmm. He always wears a hokey-looking suit, too, <laughs> doesn't he? Shop for today. Close school. You can all go home and do your homework and be back here tomorrow. What can we look forward to tomorrow? Anything special? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, we'll have a lot of special features. Always special when we're here. At Wally, Wally Blue and Artie Skirmhorn will be going over last-minute details of their coverage of the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Right. That should be good. Well, in any event, until tomorrow, this is Ray Goulding reminding you to write if you get work. And Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your thumbs. This, this is WOR New York. New York. I'm Lyle Van, editor for the 3 o'clock news, Walter Spencer. And it's time now for the big show of the afternoon, Radio New York, with uh, Bob and Ray. They're the men of many voices and many talents. I'll see you later at 6. Thank you very much. That's a, that's a compliment, certainly. And, uh, you bet it is. So we thank you, Lyle. Just how big it is. It's Radio New York, and we'll try to make it as big as we possibly can. Well, uh, this is a big Friday afternoon program that we've arranged. This is called Getaway Day. You know, lots of people take off Friday afternoon. Did you know that? Yeah, I suppose so, but an awful lot of them stay in town, judging by the crowds at the parade tomorrow. Well, everyone's getting out of town to watch the sap run. This is the day the saplets go and the maple trees. The maple trees begin to run sap on the 16th. Yeah, that's right. We always, we always like to go up there. To, we may do that today if we could quickly make some arrangements and, and uh, interview a fellow who's sitting there watching the... Uh, I'm just thinking, did we let the Ides of March go by without noting it at all? I think we did. You know why we do? Because we used to have to get the income tax in on the 15th of March, and now we get another month, so the Ides aren't really as... They don't seem to be as bad as they used to be. Right. Well, well uh, we have the backstage <coughs> a little later, of course, and uh, Wally Blue and Adi Scrimmerhorn are going to... Uh, 
cover the last-minute preparations for the St. Patrick's Day Parade tomorrow. Don't want to forget either this is James Madison's uh, birthday. The fourth president was born on this day in 1751, and uh, he died in uh, 1836 at the age of 84. I'd like to just say a quick hello to some of our early arrivals here at our Bob and Ray studio audience. An awfully nice crowd. Could I have your name, sir, real real fast? Yes, yes where you're from? I'm Rudy Smallhopper of Flushing, New York. Flushing, New York. Oh, thank you. Let's have a few more folks from Flushing here, I guess. Rudy, uh, welcome, and welcome all you other folks, too. Yes. Do you have uh, something you'd like to say before we get underway to, uh, today? Yes, sir. I think the government uh, should put my picture on the $10 bill instead of Alexander Hamilton's. Uh, do you have a, have a reason for that? Well, as you know, uh, we've already got George Washington on the $1 bill. Yeah, that's right. And Hamilton and Washington look so much alike that people tend to get their money all mixed up. Don't you agree? That, that does sometimes happen. I think yeah. you've got a good point. Maybe we'll uh, discuss that a little bit further later on. All right. We'll go back over there, and uh, we'll talk to some of you other people later on. For mm -hmm. Wally Blue's coverage of the parade tomorrow, we're going to talk to a man who trains fleas. Now, I know... This is a trained flea neighborhood uh, a few blocks from here. Used right. to be anyway. I don't know. <laughs> Those flea circuses are still yeah. over there. Now they've been replaced by something. And we're going to place a mystery phone call. That's always exciting when the recipient, you know, at the other end doesn't know what it's all about. Oh, are they ever happy and pleased to get that? We've been known to call clear across the country, too. Oh, when we have the money. Money is no expense. And we're going to reunite a couple. Money is no expense? What do you mean by that? It's no, ex no expense. Well, well I mean, it, to us, it's nothing. Money, it's nothing. Oh. We're going to reunite a couple who have been separated 66 oh. years you right on our stage. You know don't state. give me anything? It's nothing to you? What? Is that why you don't give me anything? For all the <laughs> times I can buy here to play the organ and no. go around? Well, you're part of the overall production cost. Of the, we, we figure you, we, we amortize you over, over the period of weeks. And well, all the time I'll fix your flat tires and... Uh, Darn your shoes and everything. You know, those flat tires have always happened when you've had your white suit on, too. I don't know. It's a coincidence how that season it's always works out that way. But don't forget, we're going to have that couple who haven't seen each other for 66 years, and that is going to be an exciting, emotion-filled few minutes when we bring them out on our stage. Well, uh, the suggestion here is that you just keep your dial set right here at uh, 710 for Radio New York with Bob and Ray so as not to miss one of those features. Now. Here's your mailbox. Here's your mailbox. Hey, look, why don't you just come through the door? That's four windows you've ruined in, in as many days bringing yeah. the mail in. Well, let's see what we have. Anything important here? Oh, it's letters from, uh, from Vermont and Upper New York State. A uh, note from Herkimer, New York, saying, Bob and Ray, are you ever going to kid Herkimer anymore the way you used to? I remember years ago when I was a small boy, I used to listen to you on the radio, and you would kid Herkimer, New York, like something... Awful. Yeah. We used to get quite a kick out of it here in Herkimer. Will you do it again? Because all my friends who have now grown up like myself can hardly remember when... Right. Here's another one. This is from an apple knocker in Bennington, Vermont, who says, We are here waiting for the maple sap to start to run. We're all sitting around amidst uh, this grove of maple trees, and any minute now probably the sap will run, and when it does, we'll this, give you a call and let you know. Here's a postcard uh, from a stump jumper up in Cape Cod who oh. says, Are you the same Bob and Ray... We used to fool around with Marconi. No, we're not. Oh, that's way, way before our time. You're thinking of the older Bob and Ray. There was a Bob and Ray back in those days. The original Bob yeah, and Ray. Right. Right. With just the uh, the duplicates. The lookalikes, actually. Oh, the Xerox copies, actually. Get them uh, mostly from under my sweater. No, I mean, where do, where do you find them? But... Well, I just answered you. Well, now, the fleas that you have here in this box, Mr. Harper, are they professional fleas like we hear about that they perform? Oh, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, the fleas I've got in the box are performers, troopers, you might How say. How many do you have there in the box? You know? Well, uh, last time I looked, there were 17 fleas in the box. I'll check on the number again. 
Well, then you go on the subway, right? I take public transportation, yes. You know, I... They, I, allow, I, me, they allow me 35 cents each way. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I saw your name written all over a car. Wally. It wouldn't be you, would it? No. It'd be some other Wally, I suppose. Was it written with a spray can? Or? Yeah, right. No, that wasn't, Another that wasn't me. So we're going <laughs> down, and I'll be checking in with you after 4 o'clock sometime to, just to see how things are coming along. Okay. Hardy, you ready? Yeah, Hardy. Come on, get the stuff. You want to make great tasting coffee every time? Well, make Max Packs. Max Packs is one coffee that tastes great every single time you make it. Today, everyone here in the studio audience gets a special surprise, a free sample of Max Packs, the mm. sure thing coffee. Mm. Ooh, what do you think of that, audience? Oh, huh? Boy, what do you think of it? That's great. That's nice. Yes, it's nice to know that there really is one sure thing in this world... Max Packs, the coffee that tastes great. Oh, is that wonderful? Yeah. So remember now, when you want to make great tasting coffee, you make Max Packs. It's a sure thing. All right. That's it, folks. Get the other stuff, too. It's uh, eight minutes before four o'clock here at Radio New York. We're moving right along this afternoon, and we're going to have a mystery phone call. I don't know whether we'll place it. I think we'll place it maybe after we hear uh, a little bit more. Well, our business. Yeah, let's start a little business out of the way, and then we'll place that mystery phone call. Mystery quiz call. Each week, uh, we pick a phone number at random somewhere here in the United States, and if the lucky person we call can answer our quiz question in one minute, he or she will receive valuable merchandise gifts worth well over $14. Now, uh, have you uh, yanked out a number for this week, Bob? Yes, I have, Ray. It's in Hollywood, California, oddly enough. We're uh -huh. just talking about that. The number is Magenta 86747. And we're going to have the operator put through the call right uh, here and now. <laughs> operator, uh, long distance. Yes, I, I want to call uh, Hollywood, California. The number is Magenta 86747. This is Bob and Ray in New York. Well, I'm afraid I've never heard of any community by that name, sir. Hollywood? Do you happen to know whether it's near some large city in California, like San Francisco? No, it isn't near there. But I uh, imagine uh, you've got the people in San Francisco up in our... Hollywood's about halfway between uh, Disneyland and Twilight Zone. Oh. If you try placing a call through either one of these, I think you'll get it. <clears throat> Do you, you want to dial that for me? I'll get it. Okay. I can hear her dialing now. While we're waiting for this to go through, Ron, you want to have our next commercial, and then by the time it's, uh, the call is through, I think we'll be able to uh, talk to our lucky winner. The ringing our mystery call, as we said, is to Hollywood, California, and we hope that the person is there because three... Oh. Claudia, thank heavens you called. I was so afraid I'd never hear your voice again. This is a chance you never will. Uh, this isn't Claudia, sir. Ah, for Pete's sake. Cut. Hold it. Somebody no. goofed again. No, no, I don't think that's uh, fair to say I goofed. Actually, I, I selected your number at random from uh, the directories. This is a Bob and Ray mystery uh, phone call from New York. Well, I don't care who you are. Some idiot still goofed. This phone is just supposed to be a prop for my biggest scene in the picture. Oh. <laughs> Nobody told us that was to have it connected. Well, I don't quite understand, but I think I've got a movie studio. The phone rang while you were shooting a scene, and I'm certainly uh, apologized well, for that. It didn't ring by any mistake, buddy. The sound man was supposed to do that. It's just uh. having you on the other end of the line that's the mistake. Well, I'm sorry. Will you please hang up? I can't do that under the rules. I have to ask you a question and then give you a minute to answer it. Why can't horse around playing games? You won't get off the line, we'll just have to shoot the scene with you on there, okay? All right. All right, fellas, go ahead, Rowley. Get up. Hardly the way to go about winning our prize, sir. Where have they taken you, Claudia? You know I'll do anything to get you back again. Well, all I want to do is uh, 
is for you to tell me who invented the bicycle. Surely you you can't mean it. I... That's an outrageous demand. Well, I don't think so. We've asked a lot of harder questions than that. But $100,000 in small unmarked pills? No, no, it's closer to $14 in uh, small prizes, things that we send out to you. All right, I'll get it somehow. That's the spirit. But remember, I'm doing this against my better judgment. And I'll never rest until those responsible pay with their lives. Well, that's not how we pay anyway, so forget it. I hope you listeners will understand that we, we had a little bit of trouble making our lucky... Mystery quiz call. That's the Got, first time it's ever happened, isn't it? never happened that we've called in the middle of a, of a movie scene being shot, and I certainly hope we didn't ruin any any major production. Sounds like a good movie. I wonder what it is. Yeah. Maybe we can find out what it is. Me? And, uh, and we will keep that promise. A little later, a few minutes from now, we'll be checking in with Wally and Artie as they uh, <clears throat> look over the preparations for tomorrow's parade. I understand some of the groups are already forming in, in, in rehearsal, going through the last-minute maneuvers, getting ready for uh, the big day, come rain or come shine tomorrow. Sounds like rain according to the forecast, Pray unfortunately. Backstage Noble Wife, the story of America's favorite family of the footlights and their fight for security and happiness against the concrete heart of Broadway. Yesterday, Greg Marlowe, young playwright secretly in love with Mary, announced that he was planning on producing a new Broadway show called Westchester Furioso, starring Harry Backstage, featuring the return of Mary Backstage to the Broadway theater. Now, still shocked by the announcement, we see Mary and Harry and Greg, and we hear... Greg, I've... Harry, I'm sorry, I was just on the phone a moment ago. I was talking with the agency in town. Oh, yes, Greg. And they, uh, they've uh, been doing some rethinking on that, uh, that ad that they were planning for the magazine. You mean just showing my hands holding the chainsaw? Yes, they think they might have a profile shot of you now... Oh. As you admire the chainsaw in somebody else's yard. Well, that that's a little bit better. Of course, this is a fringe benefit of appearing on the stage. I know it's one of those things that you get to do if uh, if you make yourself a name. In, in you the have theater. a copy of the script so we could look over Westchester Furioso, Greg. Yes, we'd like to read the uh, yes, like to read the script over the weekend, uh, Greg. Then we'd know better uh, about uh, how to discuss it. I'll leave two copies with you, and you can go over this weekend, and I'll check with you on Monday. All right. Anything particularly you want us to look for that as we read through it? Is that an ink stain on your hand, Harry? Yes, it's from the old-fashioned fountain pen I use. I... You still use those old-fashioned barrel-type fountain pens? Well, right? they still write the best, I think. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll see you Monday. And I hope you really think this thing through. And so Greg Marlowe leaves in the backstages ponder the script of Westchester Furioso in preparation for the forthcoming Broadway return. Be sure and join us on Monday when we'll hear Mary say... Yes, it's 90 proof. ...in the next exciting episode of Mary Backstage Noble Wife. Word Car speaking. The light on the board is blinking, which indicates that Wally Blue is about to broadcast. He's located himself out at the old uh, uh, New York State Pavilion at the World's Fairgrounds, where the uh, the bands are rehearsing for tomorrow's St. Patrick's Day Parade. So, Wally Blue, come in, please. 
Clean Below here at the site of the old New York World Fairgrounds where I've alerted myself preparation for the uh, festivities going on here, the practice for tomorrow's parade. I don't know exactly. Uh, Artie Skirmahorn, my broadcasting partner, is here with me with his mobile unit to the far side of the area here. I don't know just uh, what band is working out there now, Artie. Can you come in and uh, give me a little information from uh, your point of uh, your vantage point? Farmer Horn here. We uh, haven't uh, any much more information than you have, uh, Wally. Leave a little excuse me just a minute, uh, Artie. Uh, the band near me has just struck up about the uh, bagpipe uh, part, I believe it is. They're not dressed in any particular uniform today. Of course, they will be tomorrow. Today, they're wearing blue jeans and uh, jackets and just uh, old practice clothes, leotards, things like that. Do you have something, uh, Artie? And, no, I don't, uh, Wally. But as long as I have the, uh, the microphone, I'd like to describe a few of the things here. The band uh, is not wearing, of course, the uniform. I think I just mentioned that, Artie. I said they were wearing their blue jeans, their leotard, whatever. Blue jeans, informal clothing, jackets, these ones that wearing their bathing trucks. So, uh... Let me cut in here, Artie. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but, uh... There is some activity over here. One of the floats uh, that will be uh, traveling up Fifth Avenue with the parade is being driven by me here. I can see green streamers uh, all around it. And uh, there's uh, a little cottage fall by a waterfall. Can you take it away, Artie. Uh, one of the floats that will be in tomorrow's trade is going by my spot now. Holy it's Paul Cardi. I just described the float as it went by me over here. We have old Aaron uh, going by. Uh, it's, the, uh, it's a cottage small by a waterfall. Just exactly what it is. Take it away. And that is about the picture now. There's not too much activity. They are forming uh, in various uh, formations going through there. Uh, different intricate steps, which of course they'll be uh, using as they march up this avenue. Artie Skirmahorn, my broadcasting partner, and I will be covering the parade from different vantage points up the avenue. We'll be recording it for our use on our Monday broadcast, and it certainly will. Thank you, uh, uh, Wally and Artie. There's a little bit of the excitement, the glamour, the color that is going on there. They never sign out. You know, he'd go till six o'clock. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's he's trained for that. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Robert Ray, you're back again for this afternoon and ready for another forty-five minutes. Here at Radio New York, it's uh, fifteen. Sounded. Uh, what was that supposed to be, Bob? Uh, is that your famous uh, Irish accent? Yes, of course <laughs> it's my Irish 15 accent. Fifteen minutes uh, after five. The craziest accent I have. I have uh, discovered a lovely uh, old gentleman here in our in our audience. He prefers uh, not to uh, identify himself by name, but uh, will you sit down and make yourself comfortable? Yes, sir. Tell us where you're from if uh, you want to do that. I I don't think I want to do that either. All right. <laughs> uh, well, that's uh, I'm sorry, what? Do you want to? Do you want to speak to him, the old, the old fellow there? Oh, would you help your answer? You mean this old gaffer that's been sitting here? Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, I don't want to say where I'm from because it's, it might sound strange. Anyway, they've got 435 representatives in Congress. Nobody ever bothers to count, see how many there really are there. So who's to notice 436 turn up every now and then? 
Wait a minute. I don't know as I can follow you. Uh, I'm afraid I'll be getting... Are you trying to tell me that you, uh, you sit in Congress? Is that it? That's about the size of it. And you were never elected from any place? No. Because I'm just doing it to, to fill in until some better job comes along. I've only been there since, well, around 1978. And all that time, nobody's ever noticed you sitting there, that you don't belong there? No. Either. Whenever I meet another congressman, I always ask him uh, where he's from first. That way... I can tell them I'm from someplace else, because I don't show up too often. I never vote. If they ever added up the votes, it came to 436. Some snoop might start nosing around and figure something was wrong. So you just stay, stay home and collect your salary and everything? Is that right? That's right. My first term, I did have to go to Washington to be sworn in. I stuck around for the State of the Union message. He was a good talker, a little fellow with a bushy beard. Who could that have been? Uh, Benjamin Harrison? Well, he seemed like a nice fellow. I often wondered whatever became of him. I don't believe he's president anymore. No, we have a new one now. Uh-huh. You have a beard? Uh, only on the top of his head. Uh-huh. Well, styles change. Yeah. Uh, well, I'd plan to ask you some questions about the legislation in this Congress, but I guess it's fairly obvious that uh, you don't have any idea what's going on. Right? all I read is uh, the sports pages now. Uh-huh. And I suppose you're a St. Louis Browns fan, too. Yeah. Well, all right. It's... Uh, Almost 20 after 5. Let's uh, see what the traffic situation is with Fred Feldman. Reunite, reunite. What do you call it? Reunification. Them? Reunification. <laughs> well, these two people. Uh, yeah. Everything is done. One uh, one is in one studio and the other's in the other. Right. And we're going to bring him in. We, to this we've studio. kept them separated all afternoon and uh, just waiting for the moment that's all going the, to come along. All the news services are here. Television stations are going to cover this, uh, this reunion. Stu Klein is over there. He's yeah. got his. His camera all and set. the crew, people from all the networks, and everybody. It's really quite exciting. Hi. All right, here once again, as we've done many times before, we offer proof that how, how great humanitarians we are, and I'm in all modesty, I say that. We're going to do something that uh, I think will make us all feel a little bit warmer. Ray, are the two people all set? Yes, they are, Bobby B. Okay. They're all set now. Uh-huh. Soundproof booths at each end of our stage, and in a moment, we're going to meet Mrs. Mrs. Worley and her brother, Mr. Worley, and they, they in turn, are going to meet each other after a separation of 66 years. Oh, well, this be a tender scene, eh? Well, oh, we've flown Mrs. Worley here uh, from her home, and we have her brother, uh, who actually makes his home right here somewhere well, he outside took, uh, of New York. Subway down from the Bronx. Right. So now we're all set. Ray, would you bring in Ms. Worley? Bring her in. Right, right on, Bobby B. Right. It's going over now. Come on, will you? We'll have all night. So Bringing her over here to the microphone. She's 87 years old, Ray, just remember. Come on, lady, will you step along? Come on, right over here, Mother. And here she is. Miss Ray. Ray, just stand there where you are, if you will. You are Mrs. Mrs. Tabitha Worley, is that right? Tabitha. Tabitha. Yes. A lot of people make that mistake. Where you make your home, Miss Worley? I live in Bondurant, Wyoming. Oh, that's that's wonderful country out that way. Okay. I guess they've got a little bit of snow right oh, now. Oh, we've had a lot of snow this winter. <clears throat> and you're 87 years young, am I right? That's right. And you were flown here by Ray and myself. Do you have any idea why you're here today, Ms. Worley? No, I don't have the remotest idea mm-hmm. why I'm here. Oh, I think you're going to have a little uh, lady, surprise. Now, speak up. Uh, I don't think they can pick you up on the control. She is speaking, Ray. Now, be kind to her. Scott. elderly lady. Ms. Worley, do you have any anybody you'd you'd particularly like to see after a great number of years? No, I don't suppose so. In your, in your family, maybe, somebody that you'd like to see? No, well, it's been so long since I've seen any of them. I suppose I wouldn't sure. know them if I fell over them. 
sure. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Do you remember do you remember your brother Frank? Sure. I haven't seen him in seventy years. Oh, that was only sixty six. It was seventy. Seventy years. Well, Miss Worley, we've arranged uh, for a surprise for you this day, this March 16th, 1973. Miss Worley, Ray, will you open the other door on that side of our stage and bring in the next guest, please? Right Come on, will you, pal? Move it along. Come on. Step on. Let's go. Let's all welcome now Mr. Frank Worley, who's facing his sister, Tabitha, for the first time in 70 years. Yes, sir. Okay. Now... Now let's all quiet down and let's, let's, let's hear what they have to say. Well, uh, what do you want me here for? Well, this is your sister, Tabitha, Mr. Worley. Oh, uh, hello, Tabitha. Oh, hello, Frank. <coughs> well, now you probably uh, got a lot to talk over. Uncle Ray is going to uh, escort you over to our special guest seats in the audience where you can... Renew old acquaintances, old memories, and well, things. Well, I suppose, but it's been so long. Miss Worley, you have anything to say to your sister? Do you, Mr. Worley? No. You've changed. Huh. Mind if I sit in another row? No, no, you can sit any, any way you want. Where do you live now, uh, Tabitha? Wander out Wyoming. <clears throat> so, as they exchange... Anecdotes of days gone by. Hey, hey, wait a minute. I better get out of here. What's that? I got an appointment to have my teeth fixed. You mind if I run along? No, no, of course not, uh, Mr. Worley. Oh, go ahead, Frank. So we've had the pleasure once again of reuniting two people who haven't seen each other for 70 years. Thank you, Ms. Worley. Is why you flew me here from Bondurant? Yes, yeah. You can go back any time now. Thank you. So that's our feature, the one that... We've all been waiting for for several days now, all this week, as a matter of fact. And I think it came off just... Would you, Uncle Ray, would you escort them back and show them Come the way... Folks. Ray is going to show them the way out of the studio, and they're on their way back uh, to their very home. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, I guess that will wrap it up for uh, Well, let me today. see. Have we done everything we plan to do today? Let's see, we had the couple... I think we've had more than enough today. Oh, I think... Certainly, we have. So we'd like to remind you all that we'll be back here uh, Monday with more Radio New York, and it's been fun, and uh, have a nice weekend. Spend the weekend lining up some really unusual guests. If you think you heard some different ones this week, you wait till next week. So until Monday, then, this is Ray Goulding reminding you to write if you get work. And uh, Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your thumbs. This is WOR New York.